You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. We're going to look at Psalm 81 today. It's one of these different kind of psalms. It's not written by David. It's written by someone named Asaph. And if you look up Asaph in the Bible, you discover that he was a important person in the worship of Israel under King David. And so he was one of these guys that was the chief. He was in charge of the worship in the tabernacle, the worship in Jerusalem. And it's one of these situations where he was both a worship leader, uh, he was in charge of, of giving thanks and praise to the Lord through music. And so in that sense, he's probably one of the key people to gather the Psalms of David for worship uh, during that time. And that's why we have them and have them organized. He was also a prophet. And so it says in 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 First Chronicles twenty five and Second Chronicles twenty nine that, that that Asaph was one of the prophets, and in that sense, he is both leading God's people in worship in this psalm, and he's doing that as particularly in verses one through three, where he's talking about singing aloud to God, shout for joy, raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp, blow the trumpet. He's 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 involving people in giving praise and thanks through music and the power of music in our own worship of God. But he is prophetic in this psalm. And so this is one of these psalms that's not someone speaking to God. A lot of the psalms of David are David speaking to God, and so we're praying to God through the prayers of King David. This is different. This is a prophet that's speaking to the people of God, speaking to Jacob. Uh, Jacob is a euphemism for God, the people of Israel. Remember, Jacob's name was changed to Israel in Genesis 32. And so Israel becomes a a description, a name for the people of God throughout the Old Testament, but a prophetic name for the people of God forever. So in the New Testament, it picks up on Israel as the name of God's people. Even Gentiles who become Christians are Israel. And so we read this psalm, and we read his admonition to Israel as admonition to us. Psalm 81 is God speaking to us through a prophet and speaking God's words to us. And so in that sense, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, Instead of us speaking to God, this is God speaking to us. But we use it in prayer because we are hearing God speak to us and we pray back a response as as we listen to God's prophetic voice to us. So we'll start and look at verse 8. Through the prophetic voice of God, he says, Asaph says in this psalm, Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. Hear, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. So again, through the repetition here, the, we have my people, Israel is a synonym. Hear, O my people, hear, O Israel, if you would just listen to me. Let me admonish you. Let me speak to you. And if you would just listen to me, your life would be so much better if you would just listen. Verse 10, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. This is how God begins a lot of his speaking to the people of Israel throughout the Old Testament. And if you remember right, it's how God begins the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. 
And he says in the next verse, you shall have no other gods before me. And that's how God speaks in the Ten Commandments. That's how God speaks throughout the Old Testament. And that's how God is speaking to us here, which is significant because this is how our relationship with God began. And this is how our relationship with God is still founded. It's upon God delivering us from death. He is the Lord, our God, who delivered us from death through Jesus Christ. That is what began his relationship with us. It begins by his actions, not ours. And I think that's important as we come to God and when God is going to admonish us, when God is going to speak words to us of admonishment, we have to understand they come from a place of love. They come from a place of already having a relationship with us. This is not something that God is pushing us away. It's something where God is trying to draw us in. And so the very next sentence in verse 10, after God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. This is a poetic imagery, right? We're, we're, we're reading poetry. And so now we have to use our imagination. And God is saying through our own hunger, through our own thirst, what Jesus said in the gospels when he called himself, I am the, the living water if you drink from the water in the well, you'll be thirsty again. But if you drink the water I give, you will have satisfaction for eternal life. And he says the same thing when he says, I am the bread of heaven, the bread of life. If you eat this bread on earth, you'll be hungry again. But the bread that I give you will make you satisfied forever. This is what God's metaphor is all throughout the Bible. And certainly that's what he's saying to us here, that if we would just understand who he really is, if we would just understand who Yahweh, the I am, our God, I am Yahweh, I am the I am, your God, I am committing myself to be your God, I am the source of all that exists, I am the giver of all life, I am the one who is infinite, I am the one who is forever, I am always in the present tense, I am your God who brought you up out of slavery who brought you up out of death. If you would just open your mouth wide and let me fill it, you would be satisfied with living water. You would be satisfied with the bread of life, the bread that comes from heaven. And he says in verse 11, this is God speaking, but my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. The NIV says our own counsels, but the New American Standard, I like its translation, to follow their own device. It reminds me of Hotel California. We are all but prisoners here of our own device. Uh, that's kind of what sin is, right? It's, it's God giving us over to our own stubborn hearts, giving us over to our own way of trying to satisfy, our own finding our own satisfaction that will only make us slaves. Verse 13, oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel, this is us, would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. So if our sin, our own stubborn hearts, is really our own worst enemy, if you think of Romans 1, where it says that we, they did not fit to acknowledge, to give glory to God, or to give thanks, to acknowledge God any longer, so he gave them over to their own stubborn hearts. He gave them over to their own futile minds. He gave them over to their own lusts. 
that God giving us over to our own desires is its own punishment. It's its own prison, like Hotel California says, in its own prophetic way without meaning to be as prophetic as they were being in that song. That God giving us over to ourselves is a prison. It's a trap. It's a slavery. It's a death. It's a slow death. It's dissatisfaction over and over and over again in a Groundhog Day kind of way, a Hotel California kind of way, checking out anytime you like, but you never can leave. You, you live the same pattern over and over again. You find something else to turn to for your satisfaction. You're hopeful this time, and then all of a sudden you realize you're emptier than ever. You're unhappy. You're dissatisfied, so you have to look for something something new. And life is this circular series of thinking there's something new, turning away from God for it, and then being unsatisfied, being thirsty, being hungry, and being subdued by enemies, our own sins. And it becomes the condition of our own stubborn hearts. We become our own worst enemy. And God is saying, stop it. You're, You're never going to be happy this way. You're never going to be satisfied this way. I wish my people would just listen to me. I'm the I am. I'm the one who is their satisfaction. I am the living water. I am the bread of life. I am their creator. I am your creator. If you would just listen to me, if you would just submit to me, you will find satisfaction the only place that real satisfaction is found, and that is in your creator. So verse 16, I would feed you with, well, it says he, there's a little confusion on the Hebrew. Some translations say I would feed you, and this translation says he would feed you. Sometimes God speaks of himself in the third person because it's coming out of the voice of a prophet, if that makes sense. He would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock, and it turns to the first person, I would satisfy you. God is saying, I would satisfy you with honey. I would satisfy you with the finest of foods, if you would just turn to me, if you would just listen to me, if you would just walk in my ways, if you would just submit to me, the the God who created this universe, submit to me as your king, submit to me as your God, and that's the way you'll find freedom from your own slavery to sin, your own slavery to your own lust, your own slavery to your own greed, your own slavery to your own dissatisfaction and jealousy and envy and pride and self-pity and self-righteousness. All these things that, that make our lives empty and more and more of a prison of our own device, so to speak. God would free us if we just turn back to him, if we just listen to him, if we just follow him, if we just submit to him, which is exactly what we're doing. That's why you're listening to this podcast, right? You could be doing something else right now, but you're listening to this podcast because it's important enough to you to come in contact with God through his word in a prayerful way. That's what we're doing when we pray through the Psalms, when we pray through scripture, we're letting God speak to us. We're listening to his voice. And we are, we are remembering what we already believe. Instead of just repeating this narrative in our life that will be over and over and over again of turning away from God, God giving us over to our own sin, our own stubborn hearts, following our own device. But then instead we would just listen to him and walk in his ways, and submit to him, and then he satisfies us. Then he gives us 
freedom from our own sins, and he begins to satisfy us with his own bread of life. This is a pattern of God's people, and the way to break the pattern is simply to continue to try to follow him, try to listen to his voice, try to submit to him. Listening is why we do this, why we give praise to God, why we give thanks to God, because, it, again, it comes submitting to him comes from remembering what we believe already. We already believe God is the Lord. We already believe he is God. We already believe he is our creator. We already believe that truly he's the only one that can satisfy us. We know these things if you press us on it. We just forget it and we chase our own devices. We chase our own stubborn hearts out of stupidity. And this is a psalm from a prophet of God saying, just wake up to the pattern. Can't you see it? And listen to God's voice and submit to him. Now, in the course of my life, when I'm praying through Scripture, these kinds of places in the Bible where God is speaking to us, speaking to his people, have been some of the most powerful times of prayer for me. Because like poetry is, you have to use your imagination. And so with God speaking to us here, I have to imagine God speaking to me here. Put yourself in a mindset here where God is speaking to you because... In God's infinite wisdom and the way God works by his Holy Spirit through his word, he is speaking to you here. And we all know that these words that God is speaking are very irrelevant to our lives. We all know what it's like to be exactly in this psalm where God gives us over to our own stubborn hearts to follow our own device, to follow our own self-destruction. We all know what that's like in various ways. We all know that we turn to other things besides listening to God and walking in his ways and submitting to him and what kind of self-destruction that has done in our lives. We've all experienced it, and we all know what it's like to experience the pattern of that in a cyclical way over and over and over. And so this is God speaking to us, speaking to us by his Holy Spirit. And so we want to, in our prayer time here, we want to respond to him speaking to us. So let me lead us in a time of that. I'll, I'll, I'll read these words of God to you, and you can respond in your own heart as I'm responding out loud, and even fill in your own things that I'm not saying perfectly legitimate to do that, and I'm going to start right now. Lord, you come to me, and the first, first thing out of your mouth is that you're Yahweh my God. You are the I am, and you are my God. You are my God because you have already committed yourself to me by saving me from death through Jesus Christ. You are my God by giving me faith in you, faith in your word, faith in Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior, and I come to you because you have initiated with me already. I come to you because you have already delivered me from death. You are the Lord, my God. You are the I am. You are my creator. I exist because you created me. My soul comes from you, and it's a soul that you want to live in your universe forever. You are Yahweh. You are the I am, my God, my creator, my maker. My God, forever, forever, you have committed yourself to be my source of life, my source of wonder, my protector, my good shepherd, 
my God, and you've committed to me to be the bread of life and the living water forever. That's what the words of Jesus were. That's a promise of Jesus to me, and I trust in Jesus. I bank on Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead. It's all true. And so I bank fully. I put all in that Jesus' words are true, that he is the living water, that he is the bread of life, that you are the bread of life, that you are living water. You are the I am, and I'm all in. You are my God, and I am your people. I am among your people. You say, open wide your mouth, and you will fill it. And so I trust in you to be the bread of life. I trust in you to be living water that satisfies my soul forever. Forgive me that I have turned to other bread that doesn't satisfy. Forgive me that I try to drink from other wells that only leave me thirstier. But you are the source of living water. You are the fountain of life. You are the bread of life, and I turn to you. I turn back to you, my God, my satisfaction. You satisfy my soul from the hunger of my soul. You satisfy my thirst from the thirst of my soul. You say in verse 11, but my people did not listen to my voice, your word. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts to follow their own counsel. Lord, I know that you do this in my life and it always tastes bitter that when you give me over to my own desires, you give me over to my own pursuits, you give me over to trusting in my own wisdom, it always ends up being unsatisfying, more enslaving. I'm less happy, I'm less satisfied, I'm less joyful. I'm more self-consumed, given to jealousy and envy, self-righteousness, self-pity, self-crap, and I'm tired of it. And I repent of self-crap. I repent of all the self that you turn over to my own stubborn heart, you turn over to my own device, and it just makes me imprisoned, and I, I repent and I want to listen to your voice. I want to submit to you, my loving God, my loving creator, the I am who created this entire universe, the I am who is forever. There is no place else to go but you. And I turn to you because you promised to satisfy me. Verse 13, oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I want to walk in your ways. I want to walk in your ways. I want to listen to your word. I want to obey you, to submit to you, because I know that your call for me to obey you is simply a call of love because you know that only in you will I be satisfied. Only in you will I find life. Your call to obey your voice is not the desire to have followers, but it's the knowledge that you created me with a life and a heart and a soul that can only be satisfied by you. So your call for me to follow you is simply your loving call to give me life, your loving call to satisfy my heart. Oh, that my people would listen to me. This is your emotional yearning for me to have your life, to have your joy in me. 
to walk in your ways because your ways are the ways of life. You're the creator. To listen to you because your word is the only truth. You are my God who delivered me from the land of Egypt. You delivered me from my own slavery. You delivered me from death and only you satisfy. You say in verse 14, I would soon subdue their enemies. I would turn my hand against their foes. God, I know that you want to deliver me from my own device. You want to deliver me from my own prisons. You want to deliver me from my own slaveries. If I would just listen to you and turn to you and submit to you and walk in your ways. And so I ask that you would deliver me from my enemies, that you would turn your hand against my foes and free me once again from my own sin. Free me once again from my own prison that I've created by not listening to you, by not submitting to you, by not walking in your ways. I don't want you to give me over to my own stubborn heart. I want you to free me from my own stubborn heart. And then you would feed me with the finest of wheat, you say in verse 16, and with honey you would satisfy me. Lord, I know that only you have the honey that satisfies. Only you have the finest of wines and the finest of wheat that satisfies a hungry soul. It's found only in you. And I turn to you and I look to you as my God, my King. I submit to you as my Creator. I submit to you as my God. I submit to you as my father. I I submit to you as the living water. I submit to you as the bread of life. To listen to your word, to walk in your ways. Help me walk in your ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Strengthen me in your Holy Spirit that I can walk in your ways, that I can listen to your voice, that I could submit to your life-giving words. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.